Welcome, heathens and witches, to the Horn and Cauldron podcast. I'm John Norgrove. This is Julie Norgrove. We are, um, I have no clue how to start these, like, literally every single fucking time. Uh, we're here to talk to you about Lunasa. Uh, if you're new to our podcast, this is like a fun overview witchy podcast where we talk about stuff and we learn together and we grow. Um, if you're a returning customer, uh, hello, how have you been? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to our three listeners. Yeah, really right. appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you're uh, listening to this on your podcast thing, these are also, uh, like, whatever your podcast thing is, because it's on a, a bunch of them. Um, and if it's not on the one that you like, tell me, and I'll figure out a way to put it on there. Yep. I just Sometimes I don't know about these things. But uh, we also put these out as full-length YouTube videos, so you can watch our silly faces as we talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so if you are listening to it on a podcast thing, please, I got to get this out of the way, pay the bills as it were. There's no money involved, but you know what I mean? Uh, please leave us a review. That's, that's the best way to like communicate with us that you listened and that you, uh, are having a good time. Or if you're not having a good time, leave a review also, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's fine. It also helps other people find us so you can share the love. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Your, uh, the rest of the rest of the world <laughs> and uh if you if you are on youtube uh you've heard this before don't forget to like this video comment below share subscribe ring the bell bop it twist it pull it you know the bump game, it the game from 90s no the that's game was the called... thing that goes in your hair the bump it yeah bop it was the name of the thing i had i know that yes. I actually i had both of them bop it and bop it xl i was having a conversation today about bump it's in regards to chicken feathers so it's like fresh in my mind yeah we don't do that here our hair is not 80s um, the bump it was really more of like was it nineties? It was it was really more like a two thousands thing. I don't know. Uh, also, yeah. if you are new here, there are a lot of fucking sidetracks. I'm not going <laughs> to apologize for them. It's entertaining or something. Whatever. Um, it's the way that my brain works. Is mostly how that's happening. Uh, if you would like to support future endeavors like this, uh, check out our Patreon. And, uh, and, and you'll, you'll get some stuff. I'll go into it at one of the breaks. So, so don't worry. We're not going to talk about it now so we can get into it. So today we are talking about Lunasa. Mm -hmm. It is not spelled how it sounds. Not at all. <laughs> if you're, if you're an English speaker in America. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, maybe that's, that's, that's phonetic in another language, but I, it's certainly not phonetic in English. Not. Let me tell you what. So, uh, yeah. what? Uh, what, 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 what the fuck's Lunasa? So Lunasa is one of the uh, eight Sabbaths on the pagan wheel of the year. It's yeah. the one that comes after Midsummer uh, and before um, the Autumn Equinox, uh, which is about midway to August 1st. Yeah. So it's typically held on August 1st, uh, although sometimes it's the nearest Sunday. So this is one of those ones that has kind of like a flexible date. So if you want to celebrate or are planning to celebrate, but August 1st is not a good day for you to do that, trust me, nobody's going to be upset with you celebrating on a day that works better for you. Yeah. Yeah. Now in the Southern Hemisphere, for any of you... Southern Hemisphere people. I was going to say down under, but then I was like, Australia isn't the only place in the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah. Um, Southernites? <laughs> in the Southern Hemisphere, yeah, uh, Lunasa happens on February 1st. And it has a few other names too, like many of these celebrations do. So Lunasa has some of the most absurd ones. So it's also known as Lamas. That's probably the most popular name. Like the bread? Is that a bread? No, that's Lembus. That is Lumbus. 
No, this is Lamas. That is Lembus. But you could eat Lembus on Lamas. Like Lembast? You like to Lembast somebody? <laughs> you you could eat you could, you could eat uh, some Lembus whilst lambasting someone on Lamas. Yeah. While sitting on top of a llama. Or an alpaca, your yeah. choice. It's a Lembus uh, Lambus so... Llama. <laughs> Technically sentence. Welcome to English. It's a joke. It's a weird place. <laughs> so some language. of the other names for Lunasa, besides Lamas, are not nearly as fun, but are silly. Uh, Garland Sunday, Bilberry Sunday, which is a specific type of berry, yep. Mountain Sunday, Reek Sunday, don't ask, I don't know, yep. and Loaf Mass Day. Yeah. It sounds like one of those things where you like press the center button on your on your keyboard and to give you a day. I mean, llamas sounds like it could be loaf mass. And my guess is, is that it's just kind of one of those things that like linguistically co-evolve. They're just like llamas. And you're like, yeah, we make loaves also. And you're like, oh, that's not Well, a lot of llamas is. So, but it's good enough. So we call it loaf mass day. Yeah. Well, loaf mass day. And it's reek day. like the rat, not <laughs> like the smell. Uh, It is reek like, like the smell. Or the character from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. it is reek like the smell. Yeah. It's right there. Yeah. R-E-E-K. So, My eyeballs um, fully did not see that Whatever right. it is that you're calling Lunasa, it is really sort of like it marks the beginning of the harvest season. It's the first of three of the harvest festivals. So um, take this as the official okay to start celebrating fall my ladies and my gentlemen's August 1st for Lummis. First of all, if you say my lady, you have to tip your fedora. We're from the internet. So. I don't have a fedora to tip. You have to tip an imaginary fedora. Uh, it's an internet <laughs> thing. I don't make up the rules. I just participate in internet nonsensically. Yeah, so Lummis isn't <laughs> technically, or Lunasa isn't technically the beginning of fall, but it is the beginning of the harvest season because in the ancient times, all of these wheel of the year things typically fall into a way to work the land. And yep. this is sort of the beginning there. Yeah. Uh, but it's also a thanks to the spirits of the land and just yeah. sort of the spirits well, it's, in general it's for the, helping crops grow. It's the early, so this is like an early harvest thing. So like if you're a gardener or you like grow plants um, or you're like a not great gardener like I am. I have a lot of garden and just uh, have apparently made great enemies with deer folk. Uh, because well, my garden gets murdered by the deer all the time. The garden is growing but fine. It's growing fine, yeah. <laughs> it's just that nothing makes it to fruition because the deer are like, what do you got over there? Food? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking eat that before you can eat that. Yeah. So deal with that, I guess. Um, God rest my tomato plants. Uh, but, um, yeah, so for your, like, early uh, harvest plants, mm -hmm. like, now's the time. You're like, yeah. like, our early tomatoes are, like, starting to, like, like yeah. pop off. I literally picked, like, three of them that had already split. They had gotten so ripe. Yeah. Recent, like, like a couple of days back from recording this. So, like, Lamas is 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 your early harvest. It's not the, it's not your, like, late fall, early winter harvest stuff. It's not apples, stuff. it's zucchini. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. sure. Totally. Although, technically, in the olden times, they mark it with um, harvesting grain, most specifically corn, as well as harvesting berries. Yeah. Uh, so I, still, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong if you know more, I'm pretty certain August 1st is too early to harvest corn. Well... I think that 
Right, because I mean, the old saying "me high five the years ago." Yeah, it probably was the right time. Uh, but maybe. we yeah. live in a time where the yeah. seasons. Well, have we also shifted. we also we also eat a different type of determinant corn. Well, you no, I, I think it has like, to do like more... corn is different than uh, it yes, used to be. Yes, that is true. Certainly. But I think it has more to do with <laughs> seasonal shift. So where we live in Northern California, summer kind of doesn't even really begin until Oh yeah, we like also live July. in Northern California if if you don't know that. So we have our own seasonal drama. Yeah. So for <laughs> us that like it's by the time by the time everybody's talking about fall in the beginning of September, we're really at like the middle like the heat of the summer here. And our our fall doesn't even really begin until like November, I mean, it, 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 Thanksgiving, it's, 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 no, and our, we don't get falls, the rainy season until no, it is definitely not. Yeah. Uh, and we don't get the rainy season until like January, and then spring kind of really actually begins usually the, around the week of my birthday, which is Beltane. So um, I think it has more to do with seasonal shift, and and also wow. you're like, well, August is still summer, and that I mean, feels awfully soon yeah. to me. So Se there's also that. seasonal shift is is really just an issue with a with a calendar well than, and than with anything else we are looking at a calendar for this yeah, so yeah um, it's, calendar yeah so, so for llamas your or lunasa is you're really uh thanking the spirits and the land uh for helping the crops grow and some of it has to do with honoring mother earth as well as honoring your ancestors. Uh, but the festival itself, Lunasa, is named after the Celtic god Lu, and uh, the word Lunasa comes from his name, Lu, and the, uh, the word for assembly, which is Nasad. So when you put those together, it modifies them and it turns into Lunasa. So it's an assembly for Lu, a Lu assembly. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and he is the god of warriors and craftsmen and just sort of crafts and the arts in general, uh, as well as oaths and leadership. So you're seeing a lot of the same things in Lu that we're seeing in other deities that we've talked about. Like you can see some of this um, coming from Zeus and you can see some of this coming from Thor. Not that Lu is a god that was taken from another culture, but you can sort of have um, similar things that you see um, sure. yeah. in, in different deities across pantheons. And uh, Lou, in more modern times, is actually sometimes referred to John Barleycorn, or referred to as John Barleycorn, as the spirit of the corn that you're harvesting so that your family can eat during the winter, basically. Uh, and uh, Robert Burns, who's a very famous Scottish poet, actually wrote a ballad about John Barleycorn, yeah. uh, which we will link to in the uh, show notes and in the comment in the description below uh, because it's pretty cool um, <clears throat> and during Lunasa you really have some very fun things that are typical so Lunasa is about of course doing rituals but also athletic contests and matchmaking and trading and visiting holy wells and of course feasting uh, but bonfires were actually not very common as a celebratory thing not that bonfires didn't happen or that people didn't gather around the fire but bonfires just weren't really a very common thing for celebrating Lunasa unlike what we see at Beltane and at Midsummer and in the darker times of the year and I I think that maybe that's because they know the land is dry <laughs> and they don't want to catch it on fire. Yeah. Well, and it's like, I mean, let's, let's think about this. Uh, in, 
bloody January if you're having a festival. That shit's cold, dog. So <clears throat> you want like like heat to party. Um, but in the middle of bloody summer, you know, like Aug one, I mean, you're getting warm temps. You don't. It's not. It's you too hot. You don't need that fire. It's too hot. Don't don't make it more hot. Out. That's bananas. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, get, let's let's instead of doing this with a bonfire, let's do this like under a fucking tree where it's shady. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like so. So again, a, like like you know, tr tr like logic begets tradition, kind of a thing. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. Also, dangerous fires. We live in California. Um, don't be an asshole about fire, please. Um, yeah. Don't bring your don't bring your baby announcements to our parks yeah unless <laughs> you're, you're gonna do it smoke. like you know chill boy just Maybe. don't start fires i don't it, no, it was no details don't start fires yeah. uh be responsible that's, yeah so in reading out, so in reading up on lunasa um i thought it was really interesting because it is a similar time of year and the things that were traditionally celebrated and done during lunasa remind me a lot of the scottish games yeah. Uh, and sort of fairs and that sort of thing where you're having contests and you're having pageants and you've got like a bunch of merchants who are selling their wares and some of those wares are crafts and some of those wares are other things. Um, but, you know, you also have feasts like who doesn't go crazy on food at... Like a fair, like a fair yeah. or, you know, like a, a, county like fair. a convention or something. Uh, but you also have contracts and matchmaking, which isn't really common for modern fairs. But, I mean, when you think about, uh, like, a couple hundred years ago, I, I, that would have been a that, time I'm for people to get together. I'm going to argue that they are common at fairs. Contracts. Um, I, I think a lot of fairs have, uh, what, what do you call that fancy person that you have to have stamp shit? When you're oh, doing legal shit, yeah. Notaries, I've seen notary booths at fairs before. That's very strange to me. Yeah, I've like I've definitely as been like a, who has like a, been certified as a notary. That is very strange. Take our business cards, please. Let us help you do business. <laughs> um, and I mean matchmaking, like this definitely isn't wedding season. Like it's a little late for wedding season. Uh, but with regard to like like getting into relationships and stuff like that, I mean, I feel like a fair is generally pretty like. I mean, it's definitely like, a date kind of place. Like taking people on a date, picking up chicks or dudes, like yeah. Yeah. you know, rock and roll kind of a thing. And you know, I, I'm trying to think like like I've definitely seen like like matchmaking stuff at fairs. Before. I mean, what you, you call can those, get like, married um, at a fair. No, I don't mean married, but um, what's called like a speed dating. You know, like oh, a meet yeah. your meet your your partner kind of a situation yeah. there. Well, you can match make legal contracts yeah. sort of thing. You can get married at a fair. In fact, my brother married his wife at our local county fair. Yeah. Uh, several years ago. Like a auctioneer. You see? Have you seen those? Like, <laughs> have you seen those? Like county fair? Like matchmaking auction things have you ever seen anything like that i have where they have like an auctioneer come up and they're like we got we got brenda over here she's 43 years old we're gonna take we're gonna take this guy over here. we're gonna take chad over we're gonna take bob over here you know and they're like it's it's all for fun and generally they're like raising money for charity or whatever <laughs> but it's like it's like a it's like a banging good time you know it's yeah. one of those like fun country fried things i, I love fairs yeah bye, bye. So. Uh, so there's a lot of really fun things about lunasa that just remind me of the fair and scottish games especially yeah. Yeah. um which is something that is near and dear to our hearts. We were just talking to 
today about yeah. ordering fresh kilts for the yeah. for uh, the, the Scottish games. So like this year. Highland festivals and uh, like Rin fairs, yeah, as well as like uh, county fairs and state fairs and, and and all that business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that's kind of Lunasa, and I'm not saying that that it's a precursor to what we know as county fairs, but there's a lot of really striking there's a lot of connective tissue there. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, the thing about the athletic contests is actually uh, pretty wild. So athletic contests in ancient times were often done at funeral celebrations to honor whoever it is that's departed. In yeah. fact, as people, we have uh, we have proof of this going all the way back to the ancient Greeks. Yeah. Uh, and in particular, a lot of these um, athletic contests are similar to the ancient Greek games. So uh, they also included, um, you know, things like running and swimming and archery and hurling, which is like taking a big heavy just throw, thing it's and away. literally just hurling it it's, in a direction. It's, th it's thrown um, yeah. lifting horse racing and a lot of these other like competitions that you'll see uh, at, at these type of fairs particularly ones that are centered around that like Scottish games and other types of yeah. things like that in fact there's evidence that in ancient Ireland and England and Scotland that the people holding these festivals for Lunasa even constructed and filled man-made lakes for swimming contests as, as well as other types of water sports. Yeah. Uh, which is, I mean, like when you think about it, like, oh, like the pyramids are huge and like a big thing, but I'm just like, they made a lake? What? Again, it's August. Shit's hot, dog. What do you want to do? Start a bonfire? Build a big old hole filled with water. Just put it out there. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. So they definitely did that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it's hot. I don't want a bloody fire right now. Like it's warm in the year. You it know? Is, I it would is, much yeah. rather be sitting in a lake right now, but we're not. It was surprisingly warm today. Yeah. We were sitting in a lake yesterday though. <laughs> we were. We were. It was so, fantastic. Bam. Um so the story goes in Celtic mythology that Lunasa is said to have started as a funeral feast and an athletic competition. Blah, athletic competition. Wow. Um because Lu's mother, uh Taotewe, uh was an earth mother goddess who died of exhaustion after preparing and tilling the fields of Ireland so that they could then be used for agriculture, primarily for growing crops, but also for grazing animals. Yeah. So he was so distraught that she died of essentially exhaustion that he decided to ho to have a big thing uh, for her. And it started with athletic contests and you can't have people doing athletic contests without food. And if you've got food, that means you need to have people selling food and then you might as well have other people selling things. And then it just sort of like spiraled and got larger as uh, sort of traditions happened. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, new segment of the show, old segment of the show. How do you say Teotiwe? Because uh, there's about a million different ways that you can probably pronounce that word. How do you think it's said? Yeah. I have, I have, I have heard specifically Teotiwe mentioned in like, varying degrees of like accented and non-accented that's yeah. one of those ones because like she comes up often yeah, enough yeah. in like fantasy literature that i at read at this point uh, i'm about ready to get onto duolingo to. and like start learning gaelic so i have a better grasp yeah. of this stuff. see real question though which gaelic <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the problem. There. Well, but it's not we just, just Gaelic. We're, we're going to look up and we're going to try to say it as best as we can. And if you disagree and have a better way of saying it, then like then let us know. Hit us up on social media and yeah. tell us. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, so um, in addition to the athletic contest, like we were talking about, is trading. So trading is, um, you know, really I, I don't all know of that. that we have to describe all of that merchanty stuff, and I don't need to explain to you what trading is. <laughs> so trading is when you take a thing and then you want my thing, and you have some stuff that I want. Yeah, <coughs> and we just like change hands with it. That is, that is in fact what trading is. Yes, um, but I mention it because it is thought that the world's oldest fair which is called the Puck Fair. It's been held in early August. Uh, is the remnants of a Lunasa festival. Oh. And this fair uh, in, in, I believe it's in Ireland, uh, is, has been held since 1613. But it's probably actually been held much longer than that. 1613 is just the oldest surviving documentation uh, of it. So I think that that's pretty cool to think that people have been sort of like partying like it's 1613 <laughs> during this time of year for a long it's a time. time super hardcore yeah yeah um so that's pretty cool so that's definitely now on my bucket list is visiting the puck fair where is the puck fair held uh it's held in the uk i believe it's held in ireland but it could be in scotland england wales okay, yeah. that's you're gonna that's, have to that's definitely it. the more interesting fact is where is it held? i thought the most interesting fact was how old it was so i did not think to look that up <laughs> it's in Kilorglin. it's in county Kerry. i see okay it's in county Kerry. oh so it is in ireland i was yeah. right woohoo uh, yeah, so that is now on our on our bucket list of things to visit is the Puck Fair. Yeah. And Puck is, in fact, named after who you think it is, the uh, the trickster satyr god, Puck. Yeah, it's just a, a goat. The fair literally translates to fair of the he-goat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Puck. Yeah. So another thing that was common with Lunasa was visiting holy wells, but not just any holy well, a special type of holy well called a clutie. That's C-L-O-O-T-I-E, clutie. Clutie. Um, and these type of wells, uh, some of them are actually springs. They are, they typically have a tree growing next to them. And what people will do is they will go to the well, they will walk clockwise around the well, and then they will take strips of cloth, typically from items of clothing that they have that they actually still wear. So, you know, maybe the inside of the hem or a place that nobody would notice that you're missing uh, fabric on a garment. And they would dip it into the water of the well and they would wish for good health in the upcoming season. So good health and good luck. And then what they would do is they would tie the strip of fabric to the tree and that would bestow them with good luck and some people would also leave coins around these wells this may be sort of where the idea of tossing a coin into a well goes and i can't say that out loud and not think of the movie goonies so that's definitely dating me really <laughs> you said tossing a coin in a well and i was like are we supposed to be given like a buff sexy dude some money for this shit what's going on because of tossing your coin to the witcher or whatever. oh yeah i would much rather toss my coin to the witcher what's uh -huh. up a clutie ah. is also, I knew I, I, had, I knew this word, I had to look it up, from something else. Okay, a clutie is a type of bread dumpling in Scotland, mm -hmm. literally spelt exactly the same. And it's uh, traditionally made with like flour, bread crumbs, dried fruit, suet, so fat, sugar, and spices with like a little bit of like milk or sometimes golden syrup to, to bind it. So it's, so it's like basically mincemeat bao. Yeah, yeah, sort of. I mean, really, it's it's just it's it's like 
um, what do, what do you call fruit? What do you call that Christmas fruit bread? What's that called? Oh, fruit cake? Yeah, fruit cake. It's sort of like like a traditional fruit cake. Mm. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna stick with fruit cake. Me off, fruit cake I often like has like meat or or like not meat but like fat or whatever in it. Well, it you, to like help with the what's it called usually it. Right? Does a fruit cake's not. just like a different thing. Fruit cake's not fresh, which is why everything's like nightmarish. Yeah. Well, because like the fruit is, cake that Dad makes, I think uses suet. Still. Oh, that's yeah. fairly uncommon actually. Fruit cake is usually made with uh, butter because you kind of have it in spades. Butts, because fruit and, cake is uh, butts. You use, but good fruit cake is good. You use alcohol to preserve it and it's made with dried fruits so um yeah so cluty wells visiting holy wells is, yeah. is quite common uh and that's sort of a theme that you see with uh some of these uh sabbats these four of them on the wheel of the year are sort of like really popular for visiting holy wells and we'll come back to that uh but of course feasts is another super common thing to be doing. Uh, and in particular, fruits of the season. So traditionally that's bilberries, which are a European type of blueberry. So yeah. you can use blueberries, blackberries, bread, corn, very, very traditional foods for Lunasa. Uh, but really anything that's seasonal is pretty much the, the jam for you. Um, and typically the feast was um, something called first fruits. Uh, and that feast is specifically made with the food that was just harvested that day. So people would get up very, very early to get the first like sheafs of grain and then would take care of them, grind them, mill them, the whole shebang, and then bake them into bread. And then they would use the blue, the bilberries or blueberries that they harvested. They would typically sacrifice a bull sort of as the um, beginning of the end of the harvest season and then have a ritual play honoring and telling Lou's story. Mm. Uh, so it's very specifically that first fruits thing. And you can you can see that storytelling has been really popular in Lunasa festivals going back for a while because you're having this festival. Why are you having this festival? People want to tell a story. Yeah. So it just sort of becomes, um, you know, just like story time, play time. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah, so uh, contracts and matchmaking um, is something that's probably not as common now for these type of festivals, but sure. would have been a cornerstone yeah. of you need them. Your, you need your documents stamped, and you gotta you gotta play a game of uh, of uh, speed dating. Round of, yeah, round well, of speed dating. That's what it was. Speed people... dating, speed document stamping. Two for one special. <laughs> well, I mean, it's probably because many people lived in rural places that it was difficult to get news from. So um, this would be a time that everybody would sort of be together, uh, you know, <clears throat> you know, and they can sort of uh, make new laws. So in the Middle Ages, kings even would call truces to attend the festival. Yeah. So like you guys are like hard at war. Lunasa happens. I'm taking a break. Yeah. So we can all have fun at this festival. Yeah. So um, it was a time for proclaiming, proclaiming laws and settling legal disputes, as well as for writing contracts, both for marriage and for otherwise. Because most people nowadays don't really think of marriage as a contract, but really it is. You're basically saying, I promise to be with you yeah. for a long time. Yeah, um, let's, let's, I mean, like, like, we all have seen at least literally one old-timey, vaguely fantasy movie. People were selling their kids off for marriage left, right, and center. Yeah. Back yeah. in the day, right? So w when, when you think of, like, a marriage contract, 
I mean, one, you like literally fill out legal documents when you get married you in do. America, right? Like real ass shit. Yeah. But but also when you think about it as like a back then thing, um, it would not have been uncommon for a marriage to be engineered around settling a dispute. Yeah. So you know, there's some contractual obligations to that, or engineered around you know making sure that there are future heirs to some amount of power or wealth. Or, uh, yeah. or or anything like that. So unifying so, tracts of so, land. Yeah, exactly. Fertile for the tilly. Um, but uh, contracts and marriage are kind of hand in hand. Absolutely. Historically speaking. Yeah, yeah. And also. So um, one thing that people would do during Lunasa is people would have trial marriage ceremonies. So trial not in the court way, but yeah. trial as in the temporary. Like way. an old timey Judge Judy, but about weddings. I mean, if it was I would literally fucking Judge watch Judy that show. Weddings. Zero questions. I would watch that show every single weeknight. It would be amazing. I feel that like that's a robot chicken episode. That probably is a robot <laughs> chicken sketch. Now that I'm saying it out loud, yeah. And, and if, if it, it isn't, it's gonna it be. be now. Shit, yeah, man. Yeah. So um, couples, prospective couples who wanted to be married, would hold hands through a door with a. We're back, and uh, yeah, so. The contracts and matchmaking. Yeah. So, um, what is a trial marriage? So, well, so what people would do is they would put their hands through a door, and mm. well, they would hold hands. That is through a hole in a door. Don't mm. ask. Yeah. How that works, but uh, and then they would say their vows. I've been to a bathroom airport. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, boy. Gross, right? Um, so these temporary vows would bind their marriage for a year and a day, uh, after which. Uh, well, so during which they would basically act as if they were totally and completely married, like nothing yeah. trial about it. Mm -hmm. uh, but after a year and a day when the contract expired, they could decide to stay together and to essentially renew the marriage, but oh. it would be a permanent marriage this time, or they could go their separate ways. No harm, no foul. Oh man, I can't imagine that that ended well, smartly. I at don't. All. Like, <laughs> I really like, want to know more part about of me's that. Like, part of me is like, that seems like a pretty reasonable system, like a trial marriage sort of a thing. I mean, we have trial separations, like that's a thing. So yeah. like, why not trial marriages? But I also uh, have literally talked to humans before. And uh, I feel like, well, we're just going to amicably leave this trial marriage is one of those sentences that, like, people talk about in, like, hopeful and dreamy tones. Yeah. But in reality are like, hey, it's been a year and a day. How are you and Brenda doing? And you're just like, well... My house is on fire, so not great. Not great at all. <laughs> well, I mean, you're <laughs> you really sort of starting these trial marriages at like Maybe it's the like... beginning of the hardest time of year. So it's kind of like your oh, yeah. it's Listen, kind of like your trial by fire. You have, like you if you two make months it through to the winter. You have two months to figure it the fuck out, and then you're trapped indoors for two months inseparably. Yeah. Um I think we saw how, uh, how how 2020 handled that for some people. Yeah, but you in know? a way, the trial marriage thing is a lot like what we as like modern Americans look at um, being engaged is like, uh, especially yeah. because many people. I feel like engagements last that long know, nowadays too. Yeah, yeah, many very people long. we know like get engaged and then they either start living together or they have already lived together for a while. Yeah, so they're really just sort of acting as if they yeah, are Yeah, I guess, married. like, moving in together is vaguely trial marriage-y. It kind at of the is. Same, at the same, you know, like, back then, you, you wouldn't be like, oh, hey, like, we're gonna have, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have, uh, you know, I'm gonna have 
fucking Lisa move in. And yeah. you're like, wow, that is untoward, dog. What? Yeah, yeah. You know, whereas like nowadays you're like, oh, she's going to move in. And they're just like, cool. We yeah. Don't, like, are, are you offering more than pizza to help? Because if it's just pizza, I'm not helping you. That's I'm too old to throw my back out for, <laughs> for beer, free pizza. beer and a pizza. Yeah. For fucking free, like, low-quality beer and, like, cheap pizza, too. I mean, I am You're not doing, like, IPAs and, and Mary's Pizza if you're from Sonoma County. You know Mary's Pizza if you're not. Like, high-end pizza. Like, high-end pizza. Yeah. You know? But, I mean, really, you're looking at, like, Coors Light and Little Caesars. But, yeah. honestly, like, Little that Caesars sounds like a delightful up, yeah. weekend. We just had a Coors Light and Little Caesars weekend. It was fantastic. Let's, let's be was. totally real. So, yeah. <clears throat> it was. So, <laughs> trial marriages were definitely a thing. And you can see that trial marriages historically were a thing going way, way further back very much especially in um, northern European type countries. Yeah. You saw that a lot. The duration of which and how you entered into it and what kind of protections you oh, it's, had. It's different stuff. every time. Totally, yeah, totally different totally, between... Totally. But the um, concept is there. Yeah, between I think, millennia and Guys, I think we bring it back. I think we bring <clears> back the trial marriages. I mean, you can still get married and divorced now. Well, yeah. But, so. Well, yeah, jeez. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I think the statistics on married and divorced more than once is like high. But, um, still, I think a yeah. trial marriage from a legal standpoint would be like, would be a nice start. Like we're going to be married for like a year. There's no, yeah. somebody's losing money at the end of this kind of situation. It's all like yeah. very no harm, no foul. I mean, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do anything. Like, we're definitely not going to Helpful. That. That's not how this works. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. the concept out there, guys, it's not a bad concept. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So switching gears. <laughs> yeah. Next. <laughs> Next um, is climbing mountains or hills. And um, just walk up shit. That's, yeah, just yeah. Happy, walking around. Happy <clears throat> birthday, Lou. We're going to walk up some shit. <laughs> so, the reason why this probably became a thing is we talked about this in our in bulk episode, but most of these festivities, and very specifically the sort of like on the wheel of the year, if you were to draw a plus symbol with Lunasa at one of the edges, you have Lunasa, you have Imbolc, you have Samhain, and you have uh, Yule, typically. So... Yeah, yeah. fucking sure. So I don't, these were... I couldn't have told you that. Or... Yeah, yeah. I, I don't so, know, just one of them hanging in the bathroom, but man, I, I'm trying I don't, to think of like the I way couldn't, that, that I couldn't name all of them so, if you made me. Four of the Sabbaths, they they have a lot of that kind of same ancient energy to it where the festivities themselves would have taken place on the top of mountains or hills yeah. and near pas passage tombs. And we talk a lot about passage tombs and yeah. the timing celestially and it's the one light of the coming caves in. You, go into, you start a fire and you fall asleep and you wake up in another location. It's a little bit like that, yes. So um, those are really common. So so I think that this is sort of like an ancient thing that just sort of stayed. So people yeah. were used to going up a hill to have these celebrations. And so it just sort of became a thing. Yeah. Uh, so uh, after you would climb this hill or mountain, depending on sort of where you are and what you're doing, it was very common to bury the first ear of corn that was harvested as a thanks. Uh, yeah. to the spirits, as well as a promise, or rather asking them for a promise of an abundant harvest. Yeah. Or, uh, in some places, some flowers you would bury yeah. to signify the end of summer. Like a happy Lunasa, go take a fucking hike. Bring some corn. Yeah! Basically. Yeah. I mean, maybe don't plant, like, ears of corn, because wherever you are, maybe they don't want corn growing there. That's true. But, um, you know, maybe... Take, like, pretend flowers. corn. No, don't take pretend corn. Because what is that? Plastic? Don't put plastic in the earth. 
I wasn't thinking of plastic. What about just the husk part of the corn? Ah, there we go. Just like the cob part. I mean, I guess. I don't think the cob grows, so yeah, you can just it take the not. cob. Yeah, just yeah. bring a bring a cob, cram it in the earth. Yeah, I would start. Actually, saying, don't plant anything. Yeah. You're going to be hiking on public public yeah, trails. Don't, don't leave don't a do fucking that. mess. But uh, if you own a place where you can climb hill, like I could just fall down that hill and then just like climb back up to my house because we're at the top of a hill. Um, and then plant some corn. And then plant some corn. Yeah. Yeah. It's my garden. I'll plant what I want. Yeah. So if it's you want to do something like that, probably flowers. You know what I'm talking about. I mean, you don't really get to plant what you want to because we live in a very specific <laughs> microclimate that does not allow you to plant. Trial and error clearly fucking makes it different. <laughs> that I'm just like, this looks like this will plant, plant it. And then Mother Nature is like, we don't have enough light or sun or, or, or dryness or wetness or anything. It's not going to, it's not going to make it. You're yeah. Like, ah. Living in like living your best shadowy, witch life. Shadowy places. Different, different well, crops. Living different your best crops. witch life in a cabin in the forest. Mint fucking loves it. Has here. some very interesting side. Yeah. Bits. So does lemongrass. Mostly herbs. We got a lot of we herbs love it. Fruity shit doesn't. Tomatoes are just like move the pot every day to a better place. It's not good enough here. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So in some places, this like pilgrimage of like hiking up a big hill uh, really turned into a uh, a common custom after the Christianization of Europe that is sort of just like a religious pilgrimage. Sure. Sort of going up the hill and carrying a burden and then you get to the top of the hill and you release the burden. Yay, everything's better now. Um, Sounds like piles of garbage at the top of hills to me. It does. It does. I mean, don't literally unload burdens, but, you know. Yeah, concept. Yeah, concept. Yeah. So, um, if you're looking for a way to celebrate Lunasa, a hike is a really nice way to do it. Plus, you'll get, like, a beautiful view and some exercise. exercise. We can all fare to exercise more. Yeah, unless you've got a bunch of uh, wildfire smoke wherever you are. I'm looking at basically everything north and east of Oregon. Um, sorry, maybe don't do that. <laughs> Take care of yourself first. Yeah. You could build a tiny hill in your living room with couch cushions and then climb that. Yeah. It's like a it's like a fort. It's like a pillow mountain. Just get, get that Stairmaster out. You could do that too. Yeah, climb for Lunasa. <laughs> Uh, and on a crafting side of things, weaving wheat into intricate designs or making doll, like little dolls out of corn uh, were incredibly common. Yeah, so, corn husk dolls. Yeah. They're so cool. Yeah, they They're really so are. Cool. We yeah. have some that hang. Well, we don't have corn husk, actually. That's wheat. We don't That's have wheat. corn husk dolls. Yeah, yeah. we have like a wheat thing hanging in our house that we got from the scottish games although i think she does corn also she probably i think does. we just got that wheat one because we liked it well and we got it right when we bought the house and yeah, it had it like a, a little pentagram and it had like a little man and woman yeah it's a dope it's a dope yeah, little house it's pretty awesome it's house treat yeah little 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 house wheat yeah uh so these would be done using the leftovers from this first harvest because when you do harvest you know there's sort of like sometimes there's additional bits yeah to the side and they didn't buy, really have ancient we should wheat buy corn on the cob and then just like make dolls out of their husks and i we guess could. eat the corn whatever i'm not i'll eat the corn i'm not a huge corn person i will eat that corn on the cob yeah. we will have a lote and won't participate in the uh, <clears throat> Yeah, awful we'll, cropland nonsense that corn 
provides. Yeah. Non-sponsor. Yeah. Read read uh, Omnivore's Dilemma. It's going to make you real angry about a bunch of just shit you didn't think you could possibly be angry about. Regarding so that's the gangster. food system. <laughs> yeah, regarding the food system. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a good book. It's very upsetting. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it. I listened to it on Audible. Yeah, so Again, no sponsor. We're just... if you want to do some of this craft stuff, you absolutely can. You can, of course, get some ears of corn from the store, and then you can sort of dry those husks and use them or make them green, and then they dry themselves. Them you can also water. go to wherever the Mexican food section is in your food store, because you can typically find corn husks there, although those ones are primarily used for making tamales. They will still definitely work for this. Yeah. Of course, Do you, you make can probably a doll get this with stuff. dry husk or like green husk? Because well, I feel like you would make it with green husks, right? You would make it with green husks. And then you let that shit dry. Yeah, but okay. you have to be careful if you're making it with green husks that it doesn't just outright mold. So these Hang dolls, the and even the wheat. Um, so what we do, what we do nowadays, is we soak the wheat, the stalks of wheat, like complete with like the little fuzzy bit at the end. Yeah, I know, I know uh, how to weave in water wheat. or like the corn husks get soaked in water, and yeah. then you craft with them. But mm. back in the olden times, they would have been fresh and fairly green uh, mm. when it comes to the corn husks, and maybe not quite as green when it comes to wheat. But they would typically be held over the front door uh, and sometimes the front door was right next to where the fire was the hearth fire like it is actually in our house. Hearth fire, yeah, yeah uh, but it's an area that would stay dry and it would have a lot of air exchange so you didn't really have that big of a problem with it molding so you can absolutely do this stuff with fresh stuff fresh green bits but you want to make sure that it's not going to mold so yeah, yeah sure yeah. yeah okay that makes sense put yeah, it in a safe. place with airflow just like how you would dry herbs you would yeah. dry a corn doll and yeah. these don't I'm, I'm just gonna put this out there in case somebody's like thinking a thought they shouldn't don't put it in the oven don't or dry the microwave. don't dry shit in the oven that's not do 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 something dry it in the sun man let me tell you what Drying shit in the oven. Very dangerous. Don't do it. Yes. Uh, we're trying to be fire safe here as a Californian and as a crazy person. I'm going to recommend no fires. Do less fire yeah. stuff. And wherever you live, we also don't want your house to burn down. Yeah, we uh, like you. You're listening to our podcast, so you're gangster. What's up? You've gotten this far, Yeah. so... Um... <laughs> now just survive, please. And I guess continue to listen and like and, and, and comment and share and subscribe and all that other stuff. Yeah. So these corn dollies and the wheat that has been weaved into like special designs are typically used for good luck. They're hung in the home. Like I said, usually over the door yeah. uh, to bring good luck into the home as well as protecting the home from uh, negative influences. Corn demons. Yeah, from corn demons. It's what, a what, thing. Was that, what was that bloody, what were we watching? Oh, Love, Death, and Robots where they yeah. had, were the cornfield demons. Yeah, yeah. that was fucking horrifying. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so you can find today, if that's not really, if you don't really want to make this stuff, you can find these Ooh. things to buy in a variety of places. You can find them all over the place. So, I imagine Etsy is uh, is fat with corn dolls. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Totally. 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 Yeah. There's a I'm lot. Trying to of... think, like I'm, I'm just like I'm thinking. I'm just like man. I've seen a lot of like corn dolls and like wheat. Yeah, yeah, weavings and such like that for sale, like all yeah, the time. there's a lot of small batch, um, you know, sellers that are really doing cool yeah. things. You can probably also get like a kit if you like don't ha like know what specific materials to source. You could probably just look it up online and like buy a kit for making them and stuff like that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Now so that I'm saying that out loud, I'm just like, man, we should 
We should totally do that. We should totally get a kit. We should yeah. totally get a kit and do that. Yeah. And make stuff. some corn dolls. I follow someone on yeah. Instagram. No, I'm talking that's what I'm talking about is corn dolls. Corn is, dolls. Is, is is getting a kit and making corn dolls. Or just like go to Safeway and buy corn and And then make corn and just dolls. Wing it. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean we celebrate Lunasa in um in a lot of different ways, but one of those ways is by doing crafty stuff. That's typically how we celebrate any Sabbath. Mm -hmm. And we try to incorporate some of these ideas into the celebration. And for us, really, um, Lunasa is about f going to the Scottish Games for us, where we live in Northern California in the Bay Area region, is by going to the Scottish Highland Games, which is typically in Pleasanton. Yeah, the um, the, the Pleasanton Highland Games yeah. held at the Alameda County Fairgrounds. Um, which have been held for over 150 years. Yeah, and we not know, there, but, yeah, yeah. but and we like, know, it started guys, as just a family picnic. That it's the post-apocalyptic times. Um, so Scottish Games are happening this year still. Yeah, so uh, if they the did not attain, happen last awesome. year, but we are part of the crew that helps to set these up. This is by no means yeah. an advertisement, but we're part of the team that helps to set it up. So for us, Lunasa is not just going to an event and paying for, you know, some food and watching some stuff, but it's like about a family that we have yeah. that comes together that has, that really doesn't make sense. Like the people but, that are part of our Scottish Games family, if we met them in real life, and we're all from diverse locations and backgrounds, we would maybe not. I don't know. They're all awesome. Friends, but they're all pretty awesome. awesome. So we probably yeah. would have. But my point is, is oh, we're at a brewery. I made friends with everybody. For us, it's like a family, right? Yeah. And that's really how well, we celebrate. Well, it's 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 a pretty big tradition. I mean, before I was born, you know, my dad used to compete in the Highland Games, and like you know, my you know, like uh, you know, he he would go to the Scottish Games with my grandma and all this kind of stuff. Um, uh. In my whole life, the single Scottish Games that I did not attend is in 2020 when it didn't happen. I have, like, literally quit jobs because they're like, oh, you can't take the time off to go to the Scottish Games. And I'm like, that's super gangster, but um, I'm not going to work here anymore, so it's not really going to affect the Scottish Games for me. Thanks, I guess. And then just leave because, uh, you know, that's that's my thing. Uh, I know when the Scottish Games are happening all the time. I've yeah. been attending them literally forever. Uh, they're the best. I fucking love them. If you uh, have never been to a Highland Games and you're in the, like, greater north half of California, go to the bloody Pleasanton Games. They are fantastic. And if yeah. you're going, I mean, hit me up. We'll, we'll meet up. We'll have a beer or whatever. Yeah. Um, because I always go. I always attend. I always help out. Um, I've even set up my clan tent, uh, uh, dad and I set up the clan tent for a couple of years there. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's one of those things. It's like a big fun celebration and, uh, you get to watch dudes like flip cabers and, and, you know. Yeah, throw, I'm not really like a throw sports rocks ball and person, shit. I love, I love really all, I love watch. all the heavy event stuff, like, and all the heavies guys are super rad. It's nice to watch, yeah. like, shinty and soccer and rugby yeah. It's cool. It's it's super cool, man. It's super cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's typically how we celebrate Lunasa. But, um, you know, there's also, of course, we typically make feasts for Sabbaths, and we usually do a little bit of something. Yeah. So this year it'll probably be doing making some little corn doll yeah. crafts. Yeah, we'll make some corn dolls. Yeah. And, Follow uh, us on social media and see the corn dolls we make. Uh, they're, they're probably going to be creepy. Just, ooh, they're definitely going to be creepy. Fucking heads up on that one. Yeah, so, they'll definitely be yeah. creepy. <laughs> I don't really do art that makes, like, picture-y sense, right? Like, I can't draw a person's face. 
anytime it is like watching magic to me to see somebody take just like a bit of chalk and just be like look let me shade all this stuff in face and you're like it looked like random lines and then all of a sudden a face he's a wizard um i don't understand how to do that i'm i do abstract <laughs> art like whole ass it's so it's so amazing to me so yeah these dolls or at least my doll very vaguely going to be human shaped I, I i can't guarantee that i'm going to stick with that yeah, yeah yeah and if you're interested in other ways to um celebrate lunasa you can also look up what celebrations are for llamas which is a little bit more of a christianized version of the holiday but it's really about baking a lot of bread yeah. so i typically bake uh, a special type of bread we call it festival bread uh when there's a sabbat so when it's just the two of us it's a very small loaf and when we have more people there's a bunch larger of loaf uh but typically for uh, lunasa you make a, a loaf of bread and or several loaves of bread out of this um harvest that you just did today and you break it into four pieces and you bury it at the four corners of your property uh therefore bringing you abundance and good luck and good health in the coming year and in the cold time so we'll probably be baking some bread as well uh although we probably will not be burying it outside because we're not trying to attract um animals into we our have area. so many wild animals already we don't need to give them more food they have so much food already yeah. Just, just every... It's awful, man. <laughs> yeah. So many. It's awesome. I mean, it's it's awesome, but if you're a gardener, it's just like... What's that noise outside? Is it somebody fucking with my garden? And of course, you go outside and it's like a squirrel or a bird or a deer or some nonsense being like... Well, the deer generally are messing with our garden yeah. because they're trying to... And eat. our fucking trees? Oh, oh, that deer keeps eating my beautiful maple tree. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, it's just, it's like he's picking on it. He waits for it to grow back just enough, and then he's just like, fuck this tree again. And you're like, why are you doing this? I've literally yelled at this deer. Like, very you close to this deer. You shoot him away. Like, get out of here. And it's I'm just assuming like, it's a him. It might not be a him. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I'm shoot him away. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, okay, well, that's that, yeah. Yeah. So, um, we have a couple of fun spells for you as well. Yeah. So, the first one is a prosperity spell. All right, we're back at it. And before we move on to our two spells... And the correspondences. And the correspondences, let's talk about our Patreon. So, tiny commercial. Don't worry about it. It's not going to be boring, I promise. I talk very fast. So, if you would like a <laughs> written copy of these spells, as well as a complete list of the correspondences, because the correspondences list is long... And, and we so, only go over the highlights. Yeah, we don't read all of it. That, 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 that's a waste of time. Um, so, if, uh, if you want those things, as well as like on a cool looking page uh support us on patreon where we have a horn and cauldron podcast tier you can join our horn and cauldron coven i think is what i called the tier yeah in yeah and uh so after we do a podcast and uh julie converts the notes over uh to something that's less pages of notes <laughs> um i build a uh, book of shadows page so we have a uh, book of shadows pages for every one of our podcasts i mean like i'm a couple of weeks behind because these are not easy to do 
and I work a full-time job. Yeah. But but yeah. um but they're they're fun Book of Shadows pages that you can keep that have not only uh the information that we talked about in the podcast, but they also have the generally two pages. Um, uh, but they also have the list, the spells written out for you and the complete list of, um, correspondences. And you would also gain access to a, um, to our Horn and Cauldron podcast discord, um, where you can ask us questions or talk to us about the latest episode of whatever show you're watching. It's, it's just like a place for us to hang yeah. out and be like fun and, and like, Talk about witchy stuff. Yeah. We're, we can uh, also... we're a no assholes kind of people. Yeah. So no fucking assholes. If you're an asshole, go away. Yeah. We also give, <laughs> we also can give, um, magical advice and mentoring through this discord. Mm -hmm. Uh, and in addition to oh, yeah. tarot readings, yeah, we'll, astrology, we'll, we'll stuff, hang out. all we'll those just, things. We'll yeah. just do all, we'll do all the fun hangout chill boy stuff. Uh, and inevitably, you know, uh, when when we get to enough people, I, I don't foresee this not like vaguely turning into live streaming our uh, sevens. Oh, probably. Because we've yeah. already talked, like, pre this podcast, we had yeah, talked about yeah. live streaming the Sabbaths so that way people can join us who are either, like, closeted still or, um, like, in a location where they don't, where they don't have a group of people to hang out with and stuff. And it's just like, well, just, like, live stream the Sabbaths and the rituals and all that kind of stuff. So that is something that we're looking at doing, looking into doing and getting into. And uh, I, I'm, that's the end of the commercial. Done. Actually, no. Done uh, I have, a, I have just like a little footnote here. So the uh, Book of Shadows pages and the Spellbook pages are um, fully available to be printed. So you can print those oh yourself. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Or you can also <laughs> save them on whatever device it is that you're using and look at they them as reference They output in a later. PDF, but like if your printer is weird about the way they output or whatever, like I can work with you and, 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 yeah. and make it easier. And oh, I also do uh, self phone backgrounds yeah. for each one of the um every book of shadows page that i make because i had to make a bunch of assets and like that stuff i as a fun side project to a side project in my life because that's the level of contrived insanity that i live with um i make really dope you uh, like um uh, cell phone backgrounds yeah, yeah. Uh, they're all engineered we have 12 pro maxes uh, for the camera. So they're all engineered for the 12 Pro Max. Uh, so that's that shape. But uh, if you if your cell phone's a different shape, just tell me and I'll just make it whatever cell phone shape your cell phone is. Like, that's, it's super easy to do. Yeah. I just engineer it for our cell phones because... Uh, I literally change my background with almost every single one of yeah. these that I create. Right now I'm running the backgrounds for the uh, Thor podcast because I'm real proud of the Mjolnirs that I designed yeah. for that. And mine is one of the backgrounds from the meditation podcast. Yeah, and she's running a meditation background right now. So, yeah, we uh, we do a bunch of fun, cool stuff. Come be fun, cool with us. Yeah, or yeah. So um, let's talk some spells. What's up with these spells, yo? So... The first spell that we're going to talk about today is a prosperity jar spell. Oh yeah, if you're listening to this, let me. I was, I was, I was having a beer. Uh, I'm going to put the word spells in quotes, and and by that, what I mean is that um, sometimes a spell is a craft, sometimes a spell is an action. Uh, this is the segment we call it spells, um, but uh, it's not always like. I was going to make a Harry Potter reference, and I can think of none of the Harry Potter words right now. 
I, the only <laughs> my Harry brain Potter is so melted, dude. Is Patronus. It's, it's after but work. But then I'm my just like, hurts. is it Patronus or is it Patronum? Am I just thinking of tequila? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guardian Leviosa. Bam. What's yeah. up? So Harry we try Potter. to. <laughs> We try to feature different types of spells um, each each time we do a show. Yeah, yeah. That way we're kind of hitting things. So sometimes it's just crafting. Sometimes it's more of intention work. And sometimes it's drawing sigils. And sometimes it's yeah. more meditation. So we're kind of trying to really round out that magical Diversify repertoire. that portfolio, my dog. Yeah, diversify that witchy portfolio. Yeah. Um, so the first one that we're going to talk about today is a prosperity jar spell. So because Lunasa is a harvest festival, you're really focusing on abundance and sun energy. And prosperity falls right in line with that. Mm. Uh, so it, we're calling it a jar spell, but that's really just sort of a loose term. because It should actually be container spell, I guess. Because yeah. you can container use Container just doesn't sound anything. as fancy as jar, right? I mean, when you're like, oh, this is a jar spell instead of a container spell or yeah, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah, jar spell just sounds fancier. So yeah, that's why we so you can it. use a clean jar, you can use a bottle, um, you can use really any container you want for yeah. this sort of thing. Um, we've used uh, eggshells as containers. You crack it in half, you seal it back up. Uh, you can also use uh, orange peels if you're trying to do, like, peels. I particularly recommend cuties because they're easy to peel. Yeah. Uh, and they're small and they work really well. So you can use... Um, packets like made of paper or uh, biodegradable cloth check to make sure it's actually natural and not fake uh, plastic uh, so yeah if you're if you're not gonna like we're done with this spell dispose of it responsibly in like a the proper trash bin um uh then and you're just planning on like putting it outside like make sure a hundred percent of the shit that you're putting in it and what it's made out of is cool to be put outside and like biodegradable and not like toxic or something because we're not trying to uh poison the earth more as yeah. a people or any wildlife that may encounter yeah, whatever it is definitely or any wildlife let me tell you what so yeah, yeah let's yeah. not let's not be assholes yeah, so the first thing you're going to do is to get a clean container, yeah. jar, bottle, whatever that you're going to do this in. And you can use any size you want. Um, of course, if you get a really big bottle or jar, you may want to fill it up with more stuff, but really that's totally up to you. Would you think that buried boats, you know, like how Vikings buried their yeah. ships, do you think that's just like a big-ass jar spell? It kind of is, yeah. It's kind of just a big-ass jar spell. I'm just putting that out there. I just thought about that because when you were like, you could pick any size container, I was like, what about a dump truck? You know, because like 90s hip-hop music has permanently affected my way of thinking <laughs> uh, in a positive way. So I'm like, what about a dump truck? That contains shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and then I thought about boats. It, it, it's the, same the Viking boats and lighting them on fire definitely are. No, kind no, no, of not like the boat on fire spell. with your corpse. I'm talking about the boat buried in all the tiny mountains oh, in England. Oh, even still, yeah. absolutely, because you're. Yeah putting stuff into that with intention and that's really sort of the bit there yeah. so get, every time you climb that mountain you're charging that viking jar spell a little bit yeah, yeah. uh so get yourself a clean receptacle with which to put the stuff in uh and this one's actually a pretty easy one anybody should be able to put this stuff to put this sort of grouping of stuff together, stuff together from their pantry even if you're closeted should be pretty easy so gather some dried crushed mint you could use use whole leaves if you want or fresh yeah. leaves but i highly recommend the dried mint because it's easier to handle and if you don't know where to get mint uh go and find a mint tea bag and you can use the interior bits What's of up? that tea yeah. bag mint tea 
Yeah. Uh, so get some dried crushed mint, uh, a coin, whatever coin you want. It could be a penny. It could be a quarter, wherever you are. If you're not in America, it could be whatever coins you have there. I don't know what coins are called in other countries, huh? Yeah. You don't know what fractional denominations of money are? Uh, I mean, like, I know the names of some of them, but if I don't I'm, know specifically what if, the coins are so, called. So a British pound, what's... Is it a pence? It's a pence. There you oh, go. Oh, today yeah. I learned. It is sent in like a bunch of places though. Yeah. So, so um, <laughs> get, get a coin, whatever coin makes the most sense for you, uh, and then some grain. And from grain, you can use whatever makes the most sense for you. Any combination or amount of corn, oats, barley, rye, even rice will work for this. You want those small bits. Yeah. Uh, you can also go for even more ancient grains if you really want to. That's just whatever you've got on hand is going to be perfect yeah uh and get yourself one of those slices of seven grain bread peck out those seven grains you could but that would be i would <laughs> not recommend that i would not recommend that uh that would be a lot of work although when i was a kid we used to get olive loaf which is basically just like bologna with like cocktail olives in it cut into it yeah it's yeah gross. i love it's it super I love gross it so i can't do olive loaf, uh, not at all. and we would pick out the olive bits and eat oh, those separately no. and they would have little holes um so Get some grain. <laughs> Apply grain to jar. Yeah. Uh, and if you can, a yellow, a gold, or like an orange candle. So if you cannot get a yellow or a gold or an orange candle, that's totally okay. Just get a candle. And if you can't get a candle, um, improvise with something else. But this one's really kind of meant for candle wax. So uh, place the grain in the jar and close it. The jar could be however full you want. You can also put additional things in there if you want. You could put like... A, you know dollar bills or you could make sigils or anything to you that signifies abundance yeah. um, but it's really unnecessary for this type of jar spell it's very simple so put the grain in the jar close the jar now that the jar has been closed pour the melted wax from your candle over the top of the jar which would effectively seal it but is really unnecessary for it to seal it because you don't have any liquids in there that would be seeping out and once you've poured the melted wax over the jar sprinkle your crushed dried mint leaves over the wax so it should kind of look like a gold background with like little tiny green flecks a la dollar bills um like sort of over the yeah. over it if you're in a country that has green money a lot of countries the I, you know what a lot of countries money nowadays. is not green yeah. entirely yeah. in yeah. america it's all green so yeah yeah um so <laughs> you're right yeah. yeah it's just an observation yeah so after you've sprinkled the crushed mint over the wax press the coin into the wax and you may need to melt more wax to press the coin in that's totally if you need to do that go ahead there's no problems there because you really want to seal that coin into the wax and you can pour wax over the coin and do more mint if you want choice is yours how you want to handle that but as you press the coin into the wax and do the final seal you're going to want to say i plant the seeds that will grow into a bountiful harvest harvest like grain my wealth will grow and sprout as above so below as within so without and you're done Put that jar in a place where you can take care of it regularly. This is sort of a slow burn spell, so it's not going to be something it's necessarily. Not something you have to take care of. It's not going to sprout into something. It's not, yeah, it's not actually going to sprout. Yeah, you just yeah. have to put it in a place where you're not going to like smash it or something. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, just put it in like a nice place. Yeah, and if you feel like you want to shake the jar from time to time or even charge that jar with more intentions, sort yeah. of keep it perpetual, you absolutely can. Ruminate on that jar meditatively. Yeah, put it on a necklace or you could put it in a drawer yeah. underneath your mattress. Tiny, tiny into jars the back of a cupboard. on Amazon are, uh, are what's up. Mm -hmm. We got some tiny jars. They're like literally the exact size to like fit in my ear holes. Oh yeah, and because they would your be, ears are gauge. Especially yeah. for like grain, like something like this where you're not putting a liquid in it so it's not heavy. Like putting some like, some like barley in it. Yeah. And, uh, and sealing it up with wax and mint would be super easy to do. It's just like a pair of like earrings. abundance earrings. Again, solid idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and maybe check our Etsy shop too. We're yeah, probably shit. Gonna maybe I'm going to do, do that. that. Dang. Uh, because I know that I feel like a lot of us as a millennial in the apocalypse times, I feel like a lot of us could use some more prosperity in our lives. Yeah, man. <laughs> Heck Yeah. Yeah, so that is the jar spell. Super simple, super easy, very customizable. If you don't have the ability to use a candle so that you can get wax, um, you can also use like a ribbon or yarn to tie it shut, or you could use tape and you can find a way to sort of enclose the coin on the top there. Uh, so you definitely have options there. You could probably use glue, like an Elmer's glue if you wanted to, uh, but Elmer's glue is much more liquidy than wax is going to be. So you're going to want to be careful if you're going to be substituting something. But there's a lot of places that you can take that. Uh, now, the other one that we have is more like a meditation. So this is a Lunasa picnic meditation. And um, this one is really about that, like, climbing hills, doing the pilgrimage, celebrating the changing, the upcoming change of the seasons, really. So start by locating a place where you can have a picnic, in a, preferably on the top of a hill or a mountain. But really, any place that's outside will work just fine. If that's your backyard or if you don't have the ability to do something like that in a yard for whatever reason, um, open a window. Just have it next to a window or something. So find your place where you can have a picnic. Find your time where you can have a picnic. And if you want, find some people to have a picnic with. Yeah. Uh, there's no reason that you have to do this by yourself unless you want to do it by yourself, which is totally okay. So Picnic or for one. You know what that means. All that salami that you brought, that's yours. You don't have to share that shit. Which honestly, I mean, that sounds nice. It sounds pretty delightful. Yeah. yeah I will take all of the salami. Yeah. 100% yeah. of the meat and cheese. The bread... Also, no, yeah, I'm saying yeah. that. <laughs> so once you've decided where you're going to have your picnic, now decide what you're going to want to eat. This can be as simple as going to the store and getting a Lunchable, or it can be as intense as making yourself a beautiful picnic meal or a bento box. I find that I really like bento boxes for picnics. Yeah. Uh, with seasonal foods and drinks that you enjoy. Yeah. And if you don't really enjoy any of the stuff that's seasonal, just pack something you like. That's really the point of this. Yeah. Uh, and if you're not sure, or if you want some ideas to kind of flesh out that experience and really make it like super authentic and special, uh, are single malt and a pack of cigarettes. I mean, if that's your feast, then that's your feast. I'm not going to hate. Um, don't so drink and hike. I'm not going to make somebody else's yum a yuck. A thing that we just learned from uh, a little saying we just learned from some friends that we met. She just learned. I've definitely just learned. heard 
don't don't yuck my yum before. Definitely never heard that before. Uh. So um, <laughs> you can refer to our correspondence list um, if you want some inspiration. We're going to talk about that after we're done with this spell. Or of course, if you visit our Patreon, then you can uh, access the Book of Shadows pages. Yeah. So um, once you've planned and taken care of your meal, pack the meal up uh, and anything else that you might need to have a nice fun picnic. Maybe you want a blanket to sit on or like a lawn chair or sunscreen or a sun hat or um, items for crafting or relaxing. Maybe you really want to go and read outside because it's going to be a beautiful day. Or you want to uh, paint outside or draw or play some video games on your Switch. Um, you know, whatever it is that you want to do for that picnic, bring that with you. Uh, but also when you're packing your food, please, please, please make sure that you are being food safe. If you're going to be in a place that's warm or you're going to be there for a while or it's going to take you a while to get there, make sure that you are keeping cold foods cold. Yeah. Uh, and that's very important because we don't, just like we don't want you to burn anything down, we also don't want you to get sick. Yeah. Uh, don't yeah. put, don't put, don't put mayonnaise in a jar on the outside of your bag hanging in the heat for a four hour hike. That's gross. <laughs> and I like mayonnaise. I don't, so good. Yeah. And then the last thing is, <laughs> is make sure that you have something to put your trash in so that you are packing it in and packing it out. Not necessarily pack out everything from, you pack in. Pack out everything yeah, you pack this in. This is not necessarily from a magical perspective, but more of a practicality one. Don't leave trash Just in places. Don't be an asshole. I, it, it, all the time. I, you know what? We're, we're going to make shirts that just say, don't be an asshole. We should probably make a shirt. Yeah, we should uh, make a shirt about that. It's just like, don't be an asshole. Oh, where'd yeah. you get that shirt? From everywhere. Because it's something that everybody should know. It's obvious. Yeah, yeah. Dang. So as you walk out to your destination or as you drive or, you know, however it is that you're getting to your destination, meditate about the upcoming change in the seasons and the work that the land has done to regrow from the dark cold, barren depths of the winter. And when I say meditate about this stuff, um, meditation is pretty, well, peculiar. And it can be difficult for people to really feel like they're meditating correctly. So the best way that I can think of to do this, other than say like, hey, listen to our medication, or medication, our meditation episode. Listen to um, our meditation episode. I can say that I'm the commercial guy. So yeah, yeah. Check that out. Um, but when you're thinking about this, just if your mind starts wandering off and thinking about other things, like you're thinking like, oh man, like these hills are like beautiful and golden. And I remember during the wintertime, they were like, brown and yucky um and then all of a sudden your mind is like hey remember that thing that you said to your boss two weeks ago you're gonna be in trouble for that just gently bring yourself back to thinking about the beauty of the rolling yeah. fields just, around you just think or... about nature no weird dystopian millennial psycho like yeah, yeah. panic attack so shit. So really that's what I'm getting at when I'm I thinking it, man, when I'm mentioning meditation. And it happens <laughs> and I say it because it happens so often to me that I have to remind not only myself, but I want to help y'all out too. Yeah. So yeah. think about well, and, that. And, and and you don't have to I mean, like if you wanna like sit down and like do a like a big production meditation thing, like that's cool. Um, and, and if meditation is just kind of like repeating a mantra to you or whatever, again, like listen to our podcast about this. We go into significant detail. Uh, Julie and I have very different forms of meditation. 
Uh, you have not yes. been meditating for nearly as long as I have. Because uh, no. I've been meditating for the like greater proportion of my life, like even like in adolescence and stuff. Um, so, uh, so I have a, a very different approach to meditation and, and for me, it's a bit different, but I also like a hundred percent on like not an irregular basis will sit down to meditate. And then like five minutes in, I'm just like, all right, man, like I'm going to take a lap, circle around, come back to this sitting down, not thinking about the stuff that I'm thinking about because I can't stop thinking about it. You know how that shit works. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, like, definitely whatever works for you with regard to... It's mostly, like, intent and intention and attention and focus. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of what you're trying to do here is sort of, like, focus on what it is to be in a place that's, like, priming for harvest. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's the beginning of harvest. So, like ruminate on what that is and what that means yeah yeah and if you live in an area that's more urban and you don't really have the ability or the drive or wanting to go out to like a park um you know or something like that maybe it's not near you or you don't feel safe because of the apocalypse um then you can feel free to do this as more of an urban sort of thing because even if you live in essentially like a city where most everything is concrete you can still see where the changes of the season are happening there are still trees people still uh, typically have um yards or decorations in the front yeah. of their homes well and if things it's, like if that it's not if it's not how nature changes it's how the architecture around you may or may not shift relative to season yeah. or or the way people dress or the sounds of the streets. I mean, if you live in a supremely urban environment, then there are still seasonalities to, you know, and I mean, like, sometimes that seasonality is like, like, we got a couple more months until meatball subs or the regular, you know, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. But it's, it's, or it's, it's a few it's, months it's, past it's, road war or past road construction yeah, season. Yeah, you know, or, or the bodega is, you know, it's like piles of fresh fruit of the bodega yeah. times as opposed to like, you know, canned goods on special bodega times. And, and, you know, that's, that's the same thing. And it's, it's just like, you know, and I, you know, I joked about like, like pull out the Stairmaster if you want to walk up a hill. But, you know, a uh, journey is a journey regardless of, yeah, like, the situational metrics of the journey. You know, like, yes, if you can go out into nature and, and walk through nature, then, that you know, like, do that. That's, you know, that's good. That's sort of, like, the logical basis for the idea. But um, if that's not feasible, then, like, then, then kind of think about what the point of that exercise is and find a similar exercise based around your situation yeah. Yeah. right and this is something that i'm just gonna wax a little crazy right now uh, this is something that as a species we're going to have to adapt for with increased frequency mm -hmm. as we venture towards uh, uh multi-planetary and interstellar populations so like when it says like go hike in the woods um Lunarians, moon moon folk ain't gonna have woods for a while. So we gotta find other ways, right? Yeah. So let's not let's not get caught up on like specificity with this. I mean like things have meanings and purpose and, and, and that stuff's important. Um but you know there are always other routes to the same end. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So once you get to where you're going for your picnic, uh, then you're going to go ahead and set up your picnic. And as you start to begin to eat, 
thank the spirits and the land and your ancestors for giving you the food that you're eating on the land that you're eating it on. Um, it was not easy to get out of, you know, get out of wherever they were and be where you are now and create a city and and homes and agriculture and land and stuff it takes a lot of work so really sort of reflect on that and be thankful and as you're doing that visualize the sun filling you up with energy and helping you grow much like the sun will fill up plants with energy and help them grow allow the sun to do that for you in of course the safest and most fun way possible so uh once you are done with your picnic of course go ahead and you know once you're done eating you can do whatever you want or you can just go straight home um but you know try to kind of live in that like beautiful sun-kissed moment where you really like felt that flow exactly yeah yeah, yeah. all right it's time for me to read a list of things yeah, all right. I guess it's correspondences time, so um, mm -hmm. we're going to take a break. Stay tuned for correspondences. 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 Okay. We're back. Correspondences. That's right. Correspondences. Yeah, keep in both correspondences. It was very aggressive. Back for them. Stay around. <laughs> Whatever, man. You know what's going on. Yeah. So this is the section where I just basically read a list of correspondences about whatever we're talking about. And today it is Lunasa correspondences. Now you have to do it alphabetically and in a rhyming scheme. Um, definitely not rhyming, although I have taken great pains to alphabetize all of the sections of things. I know. Good. Because it would be infuriating if it wasn't alphabetized. Yeah. I'm definitely 100% that crazy, so... The first couple of times I did correspondences, they were not... Alphabetized? Alphabetized, and it kind of drove me a little crazy. Yeah. The categories are not alphabetized, but that is on purpose, because to me, this makes the most sense in the in the way of ordering it. So we're going to start with animals. So the animals that are associated with Lunasa are uh, centaurs and deer and roosters. Yeah, man. Yeah. Colors are all of those beautiful, harvesty, fall earth colors. We're looking at gold. We're looking at green. We're looking at orange. Actually, I know that green isn't normally a color you associate with harvest, but it's the beginning. I mean, it right? definitely is, right? Yeah. You're not harvesting tomatoes from a blue tomato plant. Put that, put that I think out there right now. I actually just saw a thing recently about blue tomatoes. Um like genetically modified blue oh yeah tomatoes. okay yeah i was gonna say yeah. like uh nature doesn't really do blue so normal but i see what you're talking yeah, about yeah yeah okay so um those are your colors you got you got your golds your greens your oranges you know yeah. uh, all that kind of stuff Leafer colors late summer colors so as far as stones and crystals and rocks uh we're looking at amber and citron and peridot again following with that color sort of thing yeah you're you're definitely sticking with that like a brown gold green like yeah, yeah 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 green hills and rolling fields of grain basically yeah yeah uh and for plants uh the ones that are the most aligned with lunasa are basil and cinnamon mint uh which is actually in season right now poppies and rosemary yeah uh, for foods my favorite category uh ales and beers see beer is a food you can definitely drink your dinner Yes. IPAs for dinner, for everybody. Yes. Uh, blackberries <laughs> and blueberries, really any kind of berry. Uh, bread, we've already talked about 
loaf, you know, about about loaf mass day and about llamas bread. Yeah. <laughs> uh, grapes and grain and mead and really any other seasonal foods. Yeah. Uh, but really, when it comes down to it, pick something you like. If you don't like blueberries, don't use blueberries. Yeah. Even if sense. that's more quote historically accurate yeah um do the thing that you like uh for deities that are similar to or related to lunasa of course the god himself lu which this festival is named after yeah. uh, but in addition to him demeter and gaia and uh oh boy where did i put her name teotihuahua um are deities that are associated with this festival uh as far as other symbols um dolls made from corn husks grain weavering honoring your ancestors those are all sort of things that are really associated with lunasa yeah yeah and uh if you want the complete list of all the things that we chose not to read because of time um that's... this isn't even half yeah of the list yeah some of these correspondence lists are like oh that's not too bad so we read like most of them and some of them uh i just recently did uh a book of shadows pages for one of them where i was like oh i'm gonna bring the correspondence list over and i looked at it and i was just like all right i'm gonna re-engineer every <laughs> every graphic on this page because this correspondence list is 75 percent of this fucking page now yeah yeah well and the reason actually that i do that is uh, a little bit to you know torture you but really it's mostly because growing up there's a and, bunch of shit connected to a bunch of yeah shit. there's a I mean, bunch of stuff that's connected thing. but growing it's, up and being and being a young witch in a time where there wasn't really anything out there that you could use other than like random books on wicca um the there wasn't a lot of spells that had available ingredients to me like they would say use saint john's word use or bloodstone or just bloodstone like, or dragon's blood and i would just feel like i can't like i don't have the ability to acquire these items um as well as i was afraid of coming out of the broom closet so there was a lot of reasons why i couldn't get these items so i really do these correspondences and the way that we write the spells are as such so that you can modify it to whatever you want that way if there are any limitations on you as a practitioner whether that be about month about money or about being in the closet or about just not wanting to go through a whole bunch of work and spend a bunch of money to do something these correspondences can help you really build your own sort of magical things because maybe you have um basil available to you but maybe you're just not really like a big basil fan or you went to the store and it was all gone or something so you wanted to use rosemary instead um so if you're looking for lunasa stuff that's a perfectly acceptable substitute there's no problem with that yeah totally 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 um yeah okay so big old list of correspondences spells history festivities this has been lunasa right lunasa this has been lunasa um uh, how do I want to end this? Thank you for Well, listening. first of all, we want to tell you what's coming up next. I guess we're going to end it with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's next? So next, we're going to be doing a deep dive it on... It doesn't matter what's next. <laughs> I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for like a week and a half to do that shit. I forgot it last time. It's kind of you I even know. forgot your own joke. Even the dogs were laughing about the dogs it. dogs liked it. Uh, so next, we're going to be doing a deep dive into the goddess Isis. 
Nice. Pretty excited. I actually have an ISIS tattoo, so this is like a big one for me. Yeah, awesome, awesome. So join us next time for ISIS. Uh, this has been The Horn. And Cauldron. Podcast. I have been John Norgrove. This has been Julie Norgrove. Uh, we are uh, coming to you from our fucking houses, man. It's... The apocalypse. It's the apocalypse yeah. times. I mean, it's it, whatever. Who cares? Uh, yeah. But these these generally come out every other Monday. We are recording this on Wednesday. It will probably come out like either early Wednesday or late Thursday for you guys. It depends on how much, uh, how fast my laptop wants to process information. And sometimes it's fast, and sometimes it doesn't matter. Uh, it won't do work for me. But uh, yeah. If you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to like this video, comment below, share, subscribe, ring the bell, and do all that kind of stuff. If yeah. you are listening to us on your podcast network of choice, please leave us a review. Tell us what you thought and uh, and uh, join us for the next one. Uh, if you would like to support more creative endeavors of this nature, as well as gain access to our Discord, where we can just kind of hang out and talk witchy stuff, and our Book of Shadows pages, which are um, like a, a review of all the information we talked about to permanently go in your Book of Shadows. These are printable. Uh, as well as both of the spells and the correspondences written out, and like a bunch of fun graphics, because I do graphic design stuff for fun with them. And uh, it's all like kind of one uniform style or whatever. It's the Horn and Cauldron, Cauldron, and Cauldron podcast style. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's my thing. It's weird. It yeah, it's but fun. most like of it. all. And we get cell phone wallpapers. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you get to, again, support uh, more of this witchy creative stuff because we, we do this as a side project. And, uh, and um, it helps to make us better. Yeah, definitely. But most of all, thank you so much for listening or watching, as the case may be. Yep. And uh, until next time, breathe in self-confidence and breathe out self-doubt. Yeah, stay witchy, folks. <laughs>